back to another episode of the Sports Rap Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio, heat100radio.com. And as you know, Facebook Live in the group page, Sports Rap Podcast is definitely where we are. So, you know what we do on Mondays, and we're going to get right into it. Like I said, it's 11.22, 22 minutes past 11 a.m. hour, so we're a little bit behind. So we're going to get right into what we do. We're going to give you some news and some updates, and we'll get into some scores, and then we'll get to talking about some of the topics I got laid out for you today. Okay, so the big news over the weekend, if you didn't already know, Debo Samuels has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the show. Also, the Pittsburgh Steelers have announced that they may sign Baker Mayfield the very next day if he is cut. Uh, Devin Booker is likely to miss two to three weeks with the hamstring injury. Tennis legend Pam Shriver says she had an inappropriate relationship with a coach at the age of 17. Dave Stewart is leading a group looking to bring Major League Baseball expansion to Nashville, Tennessee. The potential number one pick, uh, forget his first name, his last name is Banchero, out of Duke, has declared for the NBA draft. Two ex-Cardinals think that Kyler Murray may or will leave Arizona at some point. There are reports out that Serena Williams and Lewis Hamilton have joined the bid to buy Chelsea. Court, the court denies Yankees' appeal to keep sign-stealing letters sealed. Chris Middleton is allegedly slated to miss the remainder of the, the Bucks bulls series in the first round. Mike Tyson is involved in a physical altercation on a plane. Prolific Raiders passer Daryl LaMonica dies at the age of 80. Sacramento Kings are set to interview Mark Jackson and Mike D'Antoni for their head coaching vacancy. The NFL will play three games on Christmas Day for the first time. Ben Simmons, who was originally slated for a return in Game 4 tonight, has now been listed most currently as out. We will talk a little bit about that later on down the line. And also, Caleb Love of the University of North Carolina will return for another season. What's going on, Rich? How are you today? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, and the scores and updates. We're going to start with Major League Baseball. The Red Sox fall to the Rays 5-2. The Rockies get by the Tigers 6-2. The Guardians uh, get just get past the Yankees 5-4. Also, just squeaking by, the Marlins get by the Braves 5-4 as well. The Giants beat up on the Nationals 12-3. The Cardinals fall to the Reds 4-1. The White Sox fall to the Twins 6-4. In, I think, 11 or 10 innings, the Astros outlast the Blue Jays 8-7. The Pirates get by the Cubs 4-3. The Orioles fall in a close one to the Angels 7-6. The Rangers get blanked by the A's, 2-zip. The Mariners in 12 innings outlast the Royals, 5-4. The Dodgers put a little something on the Padres, 10-2. The Mets beat the Diamondbacks, 6-2. And the Phillies fall 1-zip to the Milwaukee Brewers in a very controversial, controversial game with some extremely controversial calls by one of the referees, the plate umpire. Uh, yesterday in the Phillies Brewers game in the NHL the Hurricanes get by the Islanders 5-2 the Red Wings blank the Devils 3-zip the Blue Jackets get by the Oilers 5-2 the Flyers get a win they beat the Penguins 4-1 the Lightning beat the Panthers 8-4 the Bruins outlast the Canadians 5-3 the Jets get by the Avalanche 4-1 the Maple Leafs get by the Capitals in the shootout 4-3. Also in the shootout, the Wild outlast the Predators 5-4. The Blues double up on the Ducks 6-3. And in another shootout, the Golden Knights fall to the Sharks 5-4. In the NBA playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks come back and beat uh, the Bulls 119-95. That series is now 3-1 uh, Milwaukee. The Warriors take one to the Nuggets, 126-121. That series is also 3-1. The Heat also fall to the Hawks, uh, 110-86. I mean, the Hawks come back and win, lose that game. I'm sorry, 110-86. That series is now 3-1 as well. 
and the Suns get one on lose one to the Pelicans, one eighteen to one oh three, and that was game four. That series is now two two. Uh, Rich said, if you know the name of the umpire, there's a problem when you notice them and not the players. Angel Hernandez was the umpire. Very poor strike zone. Oh, yes, Rich. Very, very poor. Uh, also, over the weekend in the USFL, on Friday, the Michigan Panthers fall to the New Jersey Generals 10-6. On Saturday, the Philadelphia Stars get their first win over the Pittsburgh Maulers 30-23. The Houston Gamblers also on Saturday uh, get by the Birmingham Stallions 38-33. And yesterday, closing out the USFL Week 2, the New Orleans Breakers beat up on the Tampa Bay Bandits 34-3. Those are your scores. I will give you schedules uh, before I close out today as well. So, we are here. And we are into our NBA playoffs. And we're going to start right there since we are, like I said, we started off a little slow behind the whistle of this. We're going to start right there with your NBA playoffs. And we all know what happened Saturday. We all saw that game Saturday, game four, the Sixers versus the Toronto Raptors. We all can have our say or our opinions in how the game was officiated, how the nature of the game played out. But that's a totally different story. Because we know what the officiating was all along. And we also knew that once one team starts to do some complaining, that eventually a lot more calls will go their way. The Sixers on Saturday, along with what we could very easily um, jump right into is the, you know, the officiating, like I said, but also watching the game, the Sixers did not execute very well throughout that game. Uh, I understand Joel Embiid has a banged-up thumb, but he's fighting through the pain. A true Philadelphia-type player, true blue-collar, true warrior, Philly tough to play through the pain. And as as reports are, there is a torn ligament that will require surgery, but he is opting to ride it out with his team and opting for surgery in the offseason whenever the season comes to an end for the Sixers. But they were, like I said, not completely in sync. Um, They were a little bit out of rhythm Saturday, I believe. And I think it was part because they played a little bit more attention than they should have to what was going on with the officials and the officiating and also the game within the game. Uh, I've been talking about the lack of the offensive fouls called on Pascal Siakam and some of the other uh, Toronto Raptors with the push-off when they're making moves towards the basket. Um, They called a couple, but I don't think they called enough. I also feel like the, again, game within the game was something that was a little bit out of the ordinary. Uh, Of course, we saw the big flop by Pascal Siakam, which garnered an offensive foul on Tobias Harris that probably should not have been called an offensive foul. If you look at it, you look at it in slow motion, it was a major flop, excuse me, by uh, Pascal Siakam. Also, in that game, I think there were some things going on that were not true basketball relative. Um, I think there was a lot of grabbing, a lot of pulling, and some other things um, that went on in that game. Let's see. Rich is always tuned in, and he says, Sixers played poorly, execution lacking, turnovers also just coasted the refs poorly called game. Yes, I think I agree with everything that you said there, Rich. Like I said, I think they just were not completely focused. Um, I don't think they were looking too much, too forward towards the sweep. I think they just got caught up, like we say, in the game within the game and what was actually going on and what was being called and what was not being called during that game. Hence, it's the first time you see, um, yeah, one of the the referees going to call it flopping. Yeah, they're not. Um, You saw that frustration foul late in that game from Joel Embiid. They garnered a technical foul as well. 
but you could tell, you could see the frustration um, in the Sixers players and especially in Joel. I was asked this morning um, if I felt the Sixers could get the game today to close out the series. I feel like they can. I feel like they will get the game today. Uh, I feel like there's a chip on their shoulder. Also, um, I feel like they realized how they played Saturday, how they let the game get away from them in more ways than one. I also feel like there's going to be a fire or there is a fire lit under them, especially Joel Embiid for the way that he's been treated. Um, You know, I'm not real huge on players getting calls, getting favorable calls or a lot of favorable calls. But a lot of times the way the league is set up, guys who are in MVP contention, guys that have dominated um, throughout the season that are superstars, usually tend to get those kinds of calls. So again, like I said, I'm not 100% for that, but we know that's what happens with these referees nowadays in the NBA. So I also feel like the Sixers are going to bounce back at home with the crowd supporting them tonight. Uh, That game is on 8 p.m. on NBA TV. And I'm sure with everything, with the sanctions and the, you know, the blackouts and everything on NBA TV, that it will be carried on NBC Sports as well. But I think tonight the Sixers close out. They close out and get some rest for Joel. and, And they will await the winner of the Miami Heat Atlanta Hawks series, which I'm sure or I'm believing, strongly believing that will be the Miami Heat. Now, I look at that series a little differently now with the injury to Joel Embiid because in the initial stages when there was no injury to that thumb, I felt like the Sixers could run with and pretty much handle the Miami Heat, although they do have some very good shooting um, on that side of the ball. But I think it's going to be a little tougher now with the injury to Joel Embiid and here is where we need our second superstar a former MVP James Harden this is the time where we need him to step up and show us what we've seen when he was in Houston all those years winning scoring titles and winning the MVP of the league this is where we need to see it Um, I saw a video of him getting late night work in last night so it appears that he is focused it appears that the guys are focused and I just look forward to a good game tonight a lot better played game from the Philadelphia 76ers I also look for better execution Um, I think they will be determined to come out and impose their will very early in that game uh, like they did in game one when they imposed their will early and I think it's going to happen I think it will be definite um, be imperative for them to do that very early. Uh, Richard says, I think they are going to come out and get it done. Joel and James have to get it done and not worry about the refs. Yes, getting Matisse back will help defensively. Yeah, getting Matisse back, you know, will help um, as well because he can play in home. And we understood what the situation was with the strict laws um, in Canada, or the strict restrictions in Canada where he could not travel because he did not get fully vaccinated. All fine and well, but... Danny Green gave us the best that he could, considering his age and his ability with the league getting younger and the positions that he had to guard. So having Matisse Thibel back will be a benefit for us um, as the Sixers are concerned. It will also bring a spark because of the things that he does on the defensive end, which also sparks some other teams. I think think Tyrese Maxey, will have a lot better game today. Um, I think Tobias Harris will have a better scoring game than he did Saturday night. And all in all, he did not really have a bad game Saturday night. He's actually been playing pretty well, fairly well, throughout this series so far. We just need for him to continue that. And we just want to need a little bit more, like we said, a little bit more out of him tonight. We're going to need a little bit more out of Harden, and we're going to need some more out of Maxie. And again, with Matisse Thibel being able to play tonight, that will add, that will give us another added boost uh, tonight as well. Um, I think Shake has to do a little bit better than what he's been doing. 
Um, you know, with Shake, it sometimes come and go. It's sometimes night and day where he'll give you a few good minutes or one good game, and then he might not give you a so good game the next game or the next game or two. But it, all in all, bottom line, I think the Sixers will get things done tonight. I think they will compete a lot better, a lot tougher, and I think they will feed off of the crowd tonight and the understanding that they know what the situation with the refs are, what the refs is, and just focus on basketball and getting back to the things that we did in games one where we just pretty much beat them and pretty much took the spirit out of them for the most part. Uh, For the injury report, only the injury report for the Sixers is Charles Bassey is out with the shoulder injury. And on the other side, uh, Scotty Barnes is probably doubtful or questionable. And Van Vliet is out with the hip injury. So we'll see how they start the game without Van Vliet today. We'll see who starts in his position tonight for the Toronto Raptors. And some people may jump in or chime in and say, oh, well, they won the game without Fred Van Vliet the other night. Yeah, but they were already in a rhythm. So it's a little different when you're already in a rhythm as as to as opposed to when you have your original starting five starting the game for you and developing that rhythm. So and Fred Van Vliet hasn't been having a great series anyway, if you will. Um his series has been up and down, if you will, for him. So, you know, for the Sixers is a benefit that one of their one of, if not their leading scorer, will not be playing. So we just have to focus on playing basketball and imposing our will where we know we can. We have to make things a lot easier for Joel because we know that they're going to try again to blitz him and run those double teams at him the way they did in the triple teams. He has to take his time and realize he has to make the right passes and hopefully guys will make them pay on the defensive end as far as the Toronto Raptors for them triple teaming Joel. Also, guys have to move into the right position for Joel to make those passes. Uh, he cannot continue to throw that cross-court pass from one block to the opposite side of the upper side of the court to the three-point line. There has to be some diving so people can get some mid-range jump shots, or you have to just take a, a you know, cut a little bit further. You have to move. You can't get stationary when teams run in because we all know the golden rule. Once a guy gets double teamed or triple teamed, then that means one or two people are open. But you have to make yourself available. You have to make yourself more available where he can see you and make the correct pass and not have to rush the correct the correct that pass. Guys have to pay attention to detail on the on the offensive end while they're playing defense. When your guys when your guy moves or he looks like he's getting ready to move to go double, that's when you decide where your angles are and where you need to cut to make yourself available for the pass. Uh, Richard says Tobias had had a decent game. James need to score about 23 and dish out 11 assists. And also the Sixers have to dribble drive first three games. Yes, they have to get back to that as well, Rich. I agree. Um, they were doing it and, and had success making the refs call something. Eventually they will, especially at home, Joel needs to impose his will down low they cannot guard him that is absolutely true they cannot guard him um and he does i agree need to impose his will on the court um i think he will do that like i said it got under his skin as you saw with his golf applause for the referees when he walked off the court the other night so i think he's going to come out determined i think he's going to force the issue and show these referees that there were a lot of calls missed. There's a lot more going on than you actually see um, or to the on the naked eye in the flow of the game that is going on down low on the block and some other areas on the court. So I think he's going to impose his will very early, and I think that that will cause the refs to change a little bit and make some calls. And again, like Richard just chimed in and said, the Sixers need to get back to dribble driving the ball to the basket. I think we settled for a lot more jump shots on three-pointers than usual because we have been hitting them at a pretty decent rate. But I think in order to employ the referees to get some of those calls that were not called or to get some calls in your favor, you definitely have to make moves to the basket. 
It's the only way it's going to get done. But you have to impose your will and continue and do it consistently, driving the ball to the basket so that the refs can't call it, where they have no choice but to call it. So I think the attention to detail will be focused on tonight. I think Joel Embiid will impose his will early. I think James Harden will be a little bit more aggressive. Yes, Richard. Um, I think Maxie will be a little bit more aggressive as well because they don't really have a guard that can stay in front of him because of his quickness. So he has to be aggressive, and he has to be aggressive in the right moments. And he also, in the moments where it's looking like he's deferring to Joel, some of those times you have to take that move or take that shot and not defer to Joel the entire time. So again, I, like I said, the way that the game was played, the way that the game was officiated, the way that the game was lost on Saturday night, I think it left the taste in the Sixers where they felt like they could have swept them. And then they felt like they gave them room where they cut the game to one, you know, or two points late in that game. And then they got some calls that didn't go their way, had a couple turnovers late in the game, and things changed. The, spec, the, the specs of the games changed. So I think they'll pay attention to that, um, see that on film. And look at all of that and have a better laid out plan and a better game plan for tonight's game. So with that being said, I am going to take my first break, a quick break. When I come back, I am going to get into some other stuff. I have a quote that I saw that I'm going to talk about a little bit. And then there's a few other things that I'm going to get to um, before I close out today. Also, just want to make a reminder, let you know, May 29th. Memorial Day weekend at the all-new Lewin Chews, brand Nubian and Mr. Cheeks, courtesy of all-new Lewin Chews and Larry Lair. Got two tickets to give away for that. I will give you more information on what I am going to do for the giveaway. So just stay tuned and stay up for that, you know, the new Lewin Chews. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side of the break. You tuned in to Sports Rap right here on Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy, Sports Rap D. I will catch you on the other side. In just a couple seconds. Part two of today's show. And there are a couple things I want to get to uh, in this second half of the show. First and foremost, I want to remind everybody this Thursday, April 28th, the NFL draft is quickly approaching, less than a week away. The Eagles have a number of first-round picks, as we all know. Um, there has been rumors, scan laws. Thanks for tuning in. We uh, know that they have some sight, their sight set on some players. Uh, again, I was talking earlier today, earlier this morning, and the most recent talk is their interest in possibly trading up to secure uh, the cornerback from Cincinnati sauce Gardner which I think would be a good pick but I also feel like they need some safety help uh in that defensive backfield as well so you know how we do we'll definitely get to keep you updated on Thursday um with the draft I may even go live when the Eagles are selecting their picks but we'll see how that plays out we'll talk about that a little bit later on uh in the week also if you didn't know the Kaepernick tour is back and in full bloom once again. He has been getting rave reviews from some top-notch receivers that are currently playing in the league in their offseason who have jumped at the opportunity when called to uh, be receivers when they found out he was throwing and where he was. Some of them jumped to do it. One receiver even slightly adjusted his schedule for a weekend to make sure that he made it back. He initially said that he knew he would be back in time for it, but he adjusted to make sure that he was definitely back. A lot of talk is that Kaepernick looks very good. He has kept himself in shape. And his bottom line for this passing tour, this tour where he's having these pass, these throwing sessions, as they're calling them, is he just wants the opportunity to work out for an NFL team. He wants the opportunity to walk back into an NFL facility. He said he doesn't have to be assured that he'll get a job. He wants to come in and compete for the job. So hopefully, hopefully, with some of these receivers that are still in the league, some of these top-notch receivers that are currently playing in the league right now, that can help give him a boost 
to at least get him in the door. Um, I would love to see him back in an NFL stating, setting in an NFL uniform. And I feel like he deserves another chance because the way that he left the game of football, I think he's not done. And I think he still feels that he has a lot more to give to the game of football. So moving along, we talked about the NBA playoffs in our opening. So tonight's schedule for the NBA, like I mentioned, we got the Sixers and the Raptors in game five. We also have the Jazz and the Magic in game five. But then there's that game four coming up between the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. A lot of talk around this series um, in the past week or so. We understand that there was an issue with the Boston fans and Kyrie when they were in Boston's in game one and two. Then they come home and Kyrie did not have a great performance. Kevin Durant has now had two showings where he did not appear to be himself. Thus, the Nets are down three zip. These are the same Nets that were penciled in to win the East, to make it to the finals and arguably win the finals this year. Again, we know that story. We backtrack and we know that Kevin Durant got hurt once again. We knew the issues with Kyrie Irving where he couldn't play in home games in New York City because of their mandates, which has recently been lifted. So now he's playing in all the games. We know about the trade, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second. We know about the trade. We also know that the Brooklyn Nets ended up in the play-in tournament. Which is a big, in my opinion, a big disappointment for a team who was pegged at the start of the season to be the front runner for the Eastern Conference and also the front runner for the NBA title. Didn't work out that way. They had to fight and get in. They got in. And they haven't made a great showing so far this series. Uh, speaking basketball-wise, because I am definitely not a Boston Celtics fan, I'm a Sixers fan, so you know how much this kind of pains me to talk about this, but as far as being a basketball fan and doing what I do here, I have to give credit where credit is due. The Boston Celtics are defending the heck out of those two. They have, seems like they've come up with a decision that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are not going to be the ones to beat us. Everyone else on that team is going to have to be the ones that beat it. So it has to be a collective unit. And then people will chime in and say, oh, well, they've got Ben Simmons over there on the bench. And if Ben Simmons was playing in the defense and whatever, whatever, because we know how poor the, the Brooklyn Nets defense is. But now, here recently, as recently as Saturday, Friday maybe even, uh, the rumors were out that Ben Simmons would be able to play or was scheduled looking at game four to participate. Came out yesterday and early this morning that all of that has changed. Ben Simmons will not be playing. Apparently he had an alleged setback while working out yesterday and is not playing tonight in game four. There was a funny quote I saw, which he's allegedly put out on his Twitter last year or a couple years ago. Maybe it was the year the Boston swept us out of the playoffs in the bubble. He said he saw his team get swept out of the playoffs and he didn't want to witness that again. Well, sir, it is about to happen again, or it could very arguably happen again with your new team, the Brooklyn Nets. There were it's a lot of talk from a lot of the big wigs, a lot of hall, couple Hall of Famers and some other players, from around, commentators from around the league, uh, Kendrick Perkins has chimed in. Reggie Miller sounded off on him. Shaq O'Neal sounded, sounded off on him. And they all have been pretty much saying the same thing. They know what he's doing. He's trying. He's pretty much fleecing the league. He's fleecing the Sixers. He fleece, he's now fleecing the Brooklyn Nets. And I don't understand why he is backing out now. Okay? Or I can say what I think, but... It's tough. Well, it's not really tough because we knew what he was while he was here. And I've been saying for a while now, 
I'm feeling like and I'm thinking that the Brooklyn Nets players in that organization are starting to see what they actually got in Ben Simmons. He is definitely trying to make his way to L.A. Um, there's already been chatter about him possibly being traded in the offseason from the Brooklyn Nets, not specifically to LA, L.A. in the rumors, but possibility of a trade. I just saw something earlier this morning where there could possibly or there could also become some talks about Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook. Not too sure about that. But with his attitude and the way all of a sudden he's not going to play just leads you to believe that it's all in his head. He does not want to be in that moment. I, that's just how I feel. And again, these are my thoughts and my opinions and my feelings only. He, in my opinion, does not want to be in that moment. He sees how the two guns for Brooklyn are struggling a little bit. And he kind of senses that him coming in and playing D, they would need a little bit more from him where we know as Sixers fans and what we've seen in the past that arguably it's not really in him to be that third wheel or that second wheel if you if for that for that matter I don't think he's ready I don't think he's up to the challenge for that moment or the moment that they're in and they have little chance of coming back like I said with the defense that Boston has been playing and the way that their two young stars have been playing and then their other pieces have been contributing. And then there's talk that Robert Williams may be coming back real soon, maybe even as early as tonight. So he doesn't want any part of that, in my opinion. None of that moment is not suitable for him. And also on the other side, there have been a lot more media members who have now recently... Uh, Richard, thanks for tuning back in. Richard just says... Ben just doesn't have it mentally. He's not strong enough. I agree. It's all in his head. He's just not ready for the moment. A lot of the media has now been changing their stance on the trade. A lot, a lot, or the majority of media members in the beginning when this trade happened or when there was talk and it was heating up and when they finally made the trade, almost everybody said, that Brooklyn won the trade. Well, I can understand where their argument initially could have been. You can't really gauge it fully because Ben hasn't played. Okay, that's fine and well. Now, mind you, with all of this trade talk, before the trade without Ben Simmons playing, the Sixers were in the top four, excuse me, pretty much all season long, working their way to the playoffs, and they ended up with the four seed. At one point, like I said, for a very, very brief time, they even popped up to number one. But they've been in the top four the entire season. The Nets started out there, got an injury, had some issues with Jane, with uh, Kyrie Irving, the injury to Kevin Durant, and they plummeted. Plummeted so far that they had to fight to stay in the play-in tournament and then play in the tournament and play in the play-in tournament, and they got to where they are now. Down 0-3 to the number two seed, Boston Celtics in the East. So again, a lot of people are now changing their thoughts about the trade. The Sixers pretty much remain the same. Um, they got a little bit better with James Harden because now they have a legit second score. Although he hasn't been the James Harden that we know from Houston, but we know he's older. There's a lot of miles on his wheels now. You know, still some tread, but it's not a lot of tread left on those tires. But I think he's found a place where he's happier, where he feels like he can win. So I think he's going to have a pretty solid game tonight. But also people talked about giving up Seth Curry. And I totally understand. In my opinion, initially, I was hoping that they could have lobbied and maybe put in Shake and Furcon or something else along with those draft picks, but it is what it is. And again, I like Seth Curry. I was I applauded what he did for us during the regular season last year and in the playoffs last year. 
but I also mentioned basketball-wise that he is somewhat streaky. He's had some nagging injuries all season long, and those continued once he got traded to the Brooklyn Nets, where he missed some games. He showed you some signs of some good games, and then he missed a couple more. In this Boston series, I think the issue is is some of the things that I've said when he was here, his size as far as on the defensive end. He's a little small. And like I said, I respect everything that he can do on the offensive end. But again, it is somewhat streaky. And again, he does become somewhat of a liability um, on the defensive end. If you look back at the Atlanta Hawks series uh, from last year, it showed where Kevin Herter pretty much made a name for himself as far as offensively when he was being guarded by Seth Curry because he was bigger. And there's what I mean when I say the liability. I'm not saying that he doesn't lack the skill. I'm just saying his size and the positions and the players that he would be guarding um, give those other players an advantage. Richard just chimes in and he says, Seth is streaky and he can go for 18 and then four. Absolutely. That's what that's one of some of the things I just said too. Uh, you know, I loved what he did for us, but again, he was streaky here. So we knew that. Uh, in regards to Andre Drummond being added in the deal, I think that was a scare tactic for the Nets where they knew that they didn't have anybody to contend with Joel Embiid and they knew that it was a possibility that they, that they might have to go through the Sixers or play the Sixers to get to the finals. So they wanted some security and that really didn't help much because we all know what Andre Drummond was when he played against Joel Embiid or rather we know what Joel Embiid did against Andre Drummond when they were not teammates. Also, it's going to look like Andre Drummond is arguably going to seek uh, employment somewhere else because he's played well enough in the first half of the season with the Sixers before the trade to look like he would garner a new contract. I think that was somewhat in his plans. Um, and coming here for the one-year deal, I can come here and ball out, play behind Joel Embiid, and get me another contract, maybe my final big contract, and I can get that with the play, and he's continued to do that. So I give Andre Drummond a lot of credit. But there is a possibility, a strong possibility, that he could leave Brooklyn and go somewhere else for that big contract. There's also been, Nate, what's going on, homie? There's also been a slight bit of chatter that there could be some trades on the horizon. Like I mentioned earlier, there's been talk about Lakers, Westbrook for Ben Simmons. I don't honestly know if that's going to happen or not. But there has been talk about that. And as we know, in the whole stage beginning of this thing, Ben Simmons had mentioned coyly that he wanted to be in L.A. Hence, there was that talk with Sacramento and some other teams out west. So maybe he'll be able to fleece his way to California from the Sixers via Brooklyn. I don't know if it's honestly going to happen. But those that is the talk and how things have happened. But getting back to Mr. Simmons, again, I say the mental health issues, where are they now? Like we like to say on the sports circuit, it's the heart and the mind frame for him. I don't really think he has the true heart and the grit to be, to be placed into the situation where he would be placed in if he played, if he had been able to play. Um, also it's not in his head, his, his mental space and not his mental health issues, but his mental space, as far as basketball, he's not ready for that moment. Like I mentioned, he's not ready for that moment in the limelight where it is, where he would need to be a key cog in this machine to help them propel past the Boston Celtics. And I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I honestly believe that they're going to get swept, which and like 50-50 as far as being surprised and not being surprised. But one of the things that puts me on the surprise side is the defense that Boston has been playing on KD and Kyrie, which I think has been great defense. And it shows because of we see how those two players struggled in game three, and we see how KD struggled in game three and struggled in the second half of game two. So their defense, you know, is one of the things that's keeping them where they are, putting them where they are, and they're putting it to Brooklyn right now. Like, Brooklyn, you're not that as far as Boston is concerned. So they're putting it to them, 
and showing them that, look, we, we got a stake in this too. You know, just because y'all was pegged as number one, we saw y'all falls and it's not going to be sweet just because y'all got KD and Kyrie. Some other people are going to have to step up and beat them. Uh, let's see, Richard. says Ben has always wanted to play out West, but his game is his game. You can't say I'm practicing and then come out and say, oh, my back is sore. Seriously? Yes, absolutely, Rich. How can teammates count on you when you do this even on a new team? Absolutely. Um, you know, the biggest question is one of the things that a lot of people have said. Where did the back injury come from? I understand you, basketball, you can have back injuries, yes. But you have not played since the conference semifinals last June or last May, whenever it was. You can't, you haven't played since then. So what caused this back injury? What caused this tightness in your back? Um, in the beginning, in the early stages, when the Sixers came here, that was one of his first claims when he was still here, allegedly, well, holding out, trying to get traded. And he was examined by the Sixers doctors, and they found really nothing wrong with his back that would have kept him out for the time that he's been out. So now you made progressions earlier in the season. Well, not earlier, but right after the trade, you allegedly uh, made some progression. Then you had a stalling when it was approaching the Sixers game on March the 10th. Initially, you weren't going to show up. You didn't come, but somehow, some way, you made it into the building. And we know what that game was. It was what it was. You got excited about that. Okay, yeah, fine and well. Then we progress on. You still had not participated in five-on-five -five drills. You might have gotten up to four-on-four -four drills for maybe a day or two. And then, okay, you see what's going on with your team. You make a projection that you'll play in game four. And then you see how game three played out, and now all of a sudden you had another relapse where you left the court and practiced with some tightness, and you are now once again out for game four. Doesn't surprise me any, because again, like I said, we had the first crack at him, him being drafted here as a number one pick, and seeing what he did over his first four years, five years in the league here. And it's crazy because... The Sixers fan base gave him accolades for the things that he was successful with. When all of this came about at the end of last season, the way it played out last season, and I've been one to say for a long time now, as much as I liked a lot of things that he can do on the basketball court, of course, we wanted him to shoot the ball more because you were playing point guard. We wanted you to have a better free throw percentage. We wanted you to step up to the free throw line with confidence, not looking shook, not looking scared. Okay, We went into the phase where they had to foul you in order to stay in games and win games and put the game out of reach for us because they knew that you would either split or miss both free throws. So now we're to the point where, again, you're not playing at all. I just don't get it. Um, you know, the numbers for NBA players are... Believe it or not, small. There's 15 members to a team. There's 30 teams in the NBA. So you've got guys that want to be there, that put in the work to stay there once they get there or try to make teams, and you pull this, your back is hurting. Oh, now I have a mental health issue. All because you started being fined. And again, I go back to saying you signed a legally binding contract. Where if you don't come to work, you don't get paid. It's it's kind of the same. It's a lot of the same concept as far as the working man. You don't go to work, you don't get paid. The only difference is the amounts of dollars are a lot bigger. So for him, I think he's content where he is. I think he is definitely trying to fleece his way to an L.A. team. But at this point... Is there another team that would want to take on this show or this circus, if you will? Because they all see it. It's all going on in front of our eyes and we all see it. And also to a lot of the media members who said in the beginning that Brooklyn won the, tra won the trade. Oh my, how you have changed and how you have decided, oh, maybe they didn't win. Uh, let's see. 
We, Richard says, we as fans, even in the series with the Hawks, were cheering for him, even shooting 32% from the free throw line. Absolutely. Mental health was just a joke. It's horrible that other players with real issues won't be believed. Absolutely. And that makes it bad because, like I mentioned, we talked a little bit before on the show about DeMar DeRozan and Kyle, I mean, uh, Kevin Love and their issues with mental health, where a lot of these guys say they didn't know who to reach out to. They didn't know how to put it out there that they were suffering from these issues. This these shenanigans by Ben Simmons is going to make it even tougher on both sides now where, like Richard just said, it's going to have some skepticism when players now begin to step up and say that they have some mental issues with the sport and navigating the outside angles of the sport and all of that other jazz or the business side of the sport. So it's going to now come with some skepticism all because of this. It could even have a major play in the new collective bargaining agreement for some of these players moving forward. So we'll definitely um, keep our eyes to this, you know. And as we get information, you know, I'll bring it to you um, as I do, as always. So lastly, I just saw something, and I showed it to some people from earlier today. I've already posted it, and I've had a couple comments on it. So please find it, comment on it. Um, You'll know what I'm talking about in just a couple seconds. There was a quote that I saw this morning. And it was allegedly a quote from LeBron James. Now, I'll be 110% honest. I don't fully believe it right now at the moment. So I will definitely have to do some more research and find out if it is fully true. But I wanted to bring it to the table just for sakes of discussion. Um, And like I said, I've already posted it. So I'll check those uh, comments a little bit later on today and see what people have to say. But I wanted to bring it here. And talk about it just a bit. Because again, like I said, I don't believe it 110%. Um, I think it could be fake news. But I wanted to bring it to people's attention. Because this is what is going on currently in the NBA. This is the state of the NBA for a lot of players right now. So here it is. And this is allegedly a quote from LeBron James on him leaving the Lakers. And I quote, I am ready for my next chapter. Uh, having the opportunity to play alongside KD and the Nets would be an honor next season. It's time for me to go where my heart wants, end quote. So again, I don't truly believe it, but when you read it, it kind of fits into all the talk about LeBron over the past several years, even just going back as far as him leaving Cleveland for the first time and going and playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh for the Miami Heat. Then he went back to Cleveland. They got a chip in Cleveland. Then he moves on to the Lakers, and he made a lobby for Anthony Davis. Didn't happen the first time, but the second time around it happened. Then he made the second one where he lobbied to trade for Russell Westbrook, getting rid of some pretty good young talent, and didn't work out. They swung for the fences, heavy swing, and they missed. Uh, Richard says, If it was said, his legacy will be chasing ranks. Absolutely. You know, again, so I'm saying to you, I had to bring it to your attention because I saw it and it caught my attention. But I can't say right now definitely that it is 100% true. But, again, like Richard just said, it could, if it was said, this could play a part, have uh, have some say in his legacy, how his legacy plays out. And, again, like I said, even if, it does or doesn't become thought to be true. The wording and the time frame just plays into all of the stuff that's been going on with him over the past few years. So, again, I will definitely um, stay with that. Like I said, I'll do my research and find out how much truth there is to that, if any at all. And will definitely inform you of what I find out about that entire situation. That being said, folks, I'm going to close out a little early today because we have some playoff basketball that I got to prepare myself for tonight. I'm looking for a closeout win tonight. Your score, your schedules for today in the NHL, you've got one game, only the Flyers and the Blackhawks. In Major League Baseball, you have the Giants and the Brewers. 
The Rockies have the host of Phillies at the park. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays, the Mets and the Cardinals, the Astros and the Rangers, the Guardians and the Angels, and the Dodgers will go up against the Diamondbacks. In NBA playoffs, you got game one tonight, I think, at seven, the Celtics and the Nets. Then at eight, you have the Sixers and Raptors, and the later game tonight around 9, 9.30. Game five, again, between the Jazz and the Mavericks. Once again, I'm going to get over to social media later today. And again, I will post something for you to win these two tickets. If you like old school hip hop like I do, you should be coming out to the new Lewin Shoes. May 29th, featuring Mr. Cheeks and Brand Nubian in the backyard. It should be nice so you can get out and come and enjoy a live concert and some people out there. I will figure out a way to give you these, get you to win these two tickets. And I will give you all the details on social media. But I do have two tickets for this event. If you do not win the tickets, tickets are $25 in advance, more at the door. And again, that is May 29th, the Memorial Day cookout featuring Brand Nubian and Mr. Cheeks at the all-new Lewin Chews. As you saw, Tracy Hardy was on the Morning Rush or is a member of the morning, the new Morning Rush now. He was on earlier today. And he blessed me with these tickets to give away. So I'm going to try and give away these tickets. So stay tuned all rest of the day on social media. I'll be posting something to get you to win these tickets. And like I said, I will give you all the details on what you need to do to win and how you can get your tickets. As always, be great on purpose. Enjoy your Monday. Get out and enjoy some of the sunshine today. It will make you great. Yes, Richard, great show. Thank you. Um, Let's go Sixers. Like I said, I'm looking for a closeout game tonight. Again, I think Joel is going to come out early and impose his will. I saw some early, some late night workouts from James Harden, so I think he's focused. I'm looking for probably the biggest game for him from the playoffs so far this year. And we look to handle the, the Toronto Raptors like we should have handled them the other night. But it is what it is. And again, like I mentioned when that game was over, I never really inspect, expected a sweep. I did expect them to get one, possibly two. But I'm hoping and I'm very faithful and very confident that tonight will be the end of it and they have gotten their one. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You know where to find me each and every Monday right here in studio on Heat 100 Radio. All week on social media at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, SportsRap Podcast is the group page. On the web, SportsRapRadio.com. You can get the audio and you can get past shows if you missed anything on iHeart, Anchor, and most of your podcast outlets. And you can also check out video on YouTube. Sports Rap TV is the page. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'll see you next Monday.